0: Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 19 of Process to Profitability. Today I'm going to be talking all about website platforms and covering some Squarespace myths that you might be buying into if you have just been reading blog posts online or getting your information from people who haven't actually used Squarespace. The reason that I want to go over these things is because not every website platform is going to be the best option for every business. While I work solely in Squarespace, there are clients or potential clients who come to me who might be better off in another platform depending on their business, how much um, they do in sales, how much control they want, or even how much of an e-commerce base that they have for their business. So I'm going to be going over some of the most popular website platforms, including, including who they're best for, The average cost, and some pros and cons of each. There are lots of website platforms out there, but these are some of the most popular ones. And I will tell you that some of the ones that I don't cover are very um, well used in the creative industry, while others are things that we would steer clear of as designers, just because they don't give you what you need as a creative business. So the first website platform that I'm going to talk about, and these are all website hosts. So I want to be clear here that when you are setting up a website, you have to have a couple of things. You have to have a domain that is your URL. That's the address that you type into the bar to actually have a place for your website to go. This is not what I'm talking about today. You can buy your domain in a lot of different places. I can recommend um, Namecheap, Squarespace, even sells Domains. There's a lot of places to get those. They're going to cost you between $15 and $20 a year, sometimes more depending on how popular that name is. What we're talking about today is hosting. So where is your website actually located? Where are all of the files that make the website that you see when you go to that domain? So some of these platforms are the actual hosting like Squarespace and Wix, while WordPress is not a host. So if you're using WordPress.org, you are not hosting your website on WordPress, you're hosting it somewhere else, and then installing WordPress, but that's what's going to design your website. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about that when I get to the WordPress section, but I want to make sure that we all understand that we're talking about hosts and not domains. So I'm going to start with my favorite website platform, which is Squarespace. And this is best for creatives and small business owners who want a great looking, flexible website that doesn't necessarily require coding knowledge. It has a variety of great looking templates and they're always coming out with more and they're always adding to the things that you can do. So Squarespace is constantly being updated by the people at Squarespace. The cost can range from $12 to $26 a month for personal and business websites. And the difference between those is how many pages that you get. Um, For personal, you only get 20 pages. For business, it's unlimited. And then you can also purchase a plan if you are mainly e-commerce from $12 to $46 a month. The reason you might want the e-commerce plan is that it offers extra benefits if you're selling a lot of products. So it is more expensive, but it reduces the fees that you have and it gives you extra options for your e-commerce that you don't have with the lower end plans. So if you're just selling one or two things on your website, you're probably fine with a business plan. But if you are mostly selling products, you're going to want to look into e-commerce. The pros of Squarespace are many, which is why the, I use them, including 24-7 customer service by chat, by email. They also have a phone number that you can call. There is a wide variety of templates that are already included and easy to install, So all you do when you start your Squarespace website is choose one of the templates, it's installed automatically with sample content, and you can go in and then use their drag and drop builder to update it with your own content, your own images, and lay it out the way that you want it. The other great thing about those templates is that you don't have to lose all of your content when you want to change templates. You simply install and new template, you use it basically on the back end as something that you can see, but that others can't. You arrange everything and then you make it live. Squarespace also is set up so that there's no coding required. It does it all for you, but you can use custom CSS and some JavaScript and different things even on the regular Squarespace site. If you know what you're doing and that's part of where a designer can come in handy is because we are familiar with what can and can't be done with Squarespace and how to get it to respond nicely. Squarespace is great because it can grow with your business so it comes in and you can set up a really basic website for whatever you need, but there are so many different functions that can grow with your business like the e-commerce, like all of the integrations that they include, so that as your business grows and you want to do new things, you can do that no problem. You're not having to find a new host and rebuild your website. They also have really great security, and part of that is because there aren't any external plugins or things that you are adding to your website. Basically, everything that's going to be on your Squarespace site is developed by Squarespace and so it's all checked out, you know it's all going to work together the way it's supposed to. There are also no additional monthly costs, so the cost that you pay includes your hosting, and you can also add your domain through them. You can add email through G Suite, which is from Google. You can have your blog. You can have e-commerce. And all of that is in one place. It's you know one simple thing to understand as far as cost goes. The cons to Squarespace that a lot of people see, and I can see where this comes in, is that it's less flexible than WordPress in design and functionality. And what that means is Squarespace is set up so that there are templates that they have already pre-designed for you that you install. With WordPress, you can go and choose a template from anyone. There are tons of people outla- online that sell them. Or you can create your own. So you have a lot of flexibility in designing exactly what you want. And because they use plugins, there's a lot of functionality you can get through WordPress that you can't get through Squarespace without doing some workarounds. Another con that I've heard from people is that the templates have a really big focus on the imagery on your website, which might not be the best option for people who are more focused on content. I don't necessarily see this as a con because I know that images are a really big part of what can draw people into your website and so I think even for businesses that are focused on content or that maybe aren't a creative in the sense that we normally talk about it, it's important for them to find images that really reflect their business and draw people in. So, a Squarespace template will force you to do that a little bit more than something somewhere else. I also wanted to note that Squarespace does offer a developer platform so you can work with a Squarespace developer or if you have coding knowledge you can do this yourself that if you turn it on you get the entire back end and so you get a lot more customization there that you can't get on the front end. Um, but it is more difficult to use and Squarespace no longer guarantees that all of the updates are going to work because they don't know what you have done with the design. All right, next we're going to talk about WordPress, which is probably the most popular website host out there. And it is there for a reason. It's free to use. There is a lot of flexibility. There are a lot of plugins out there that you can add to your website. And so, you know, if you are looking around online, there is a difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org. So WordPress.com is basically the hosting for you. It's it can be free to use, but you have a lot less control. It's basically setting up your blog at myblog.wordpress.com. And if you are running a business, that's not what you want. You want to use wordpress.org. And what you're going to have to do is purchase your hosting through somewhere, someone else. Usually, you can buy this through whoever you purchased your domain through. You purchase hosting, and then you install WordPress. And a lot of hosts have this sort of set up so it's really easy to do. But you're going to install WordPress on your host, and then you're going to install a template on WordPress. So it's going to set you up with the latest version of WordPress, and usually you're going to put a template on top of that so that you have some sort of framework to work in. And this is best for people who want a lot of flexibility in design, Or larger online retailers because it has some of those plugins that you can purchase that allow you to do a lot more with online retail. For example, one of the stores in downtown Richmond actually rents out furniture and accessories for weddings and events. They use WordPress because... The inventory manager that they use to do all of those rentals is a plugin through WordPress. And so it's really easy for them to connect the two and make sure that when somebody reserves something online, it's actually reserved in their system. The cost of WordPress is a little bit funky because WordPress itself is free to use, but you have to pay your hosting separately and you have to possibly purchase plugins, and those can range from anywhere from free up to hundreds of dollars depending on what you're trying to do and the functions you want. The problem with plugins is that you need to do some research to make sure they're going to work with your template, with the version of WordPress you have, and just to make sure they're up to date and secure. So pros of WordPress, it's really flexible in the design and development because you can create your own template, you can buy a template and install it. A lot of developers who want lots of control will use WordPress because it's easy for them to give you a great looking website. It's also got some great plugins to help with security and to help with backing up your website. And to just give you a variety of functionality so that you can choose what you want to do and what's going to work best for you. The cons, and I get this a lot from my clients who are transferring from WordPress, are that you, they need to know some code or that their content management system, the back end where they go to update their website, is hard to understand. They go in, they want to write a blog post, and it just doesn't seem to work intuitively for them. WordPress works great for people who know code and can dig into all of that. But if you are just trying to get a website that is drag and drop, you want to add some images and some text, it's probably not the best thing for you unless you're using a template that supports all of that, which there are, but you do have to purchase those. The next website platform I'm going to talk about is Wix and this is actually where I hosted my very first website. It was a portfolio website and I played around with it a lot until I discovered that I couldn't actually do what I had envisioned for my website which is when I switched over to WordPress and then later on to Squarespace. Wix is best for business owners who want a pre-made design that they can choose and insert their content and just go with it. The cost is anywhere from free if you don't mind having all the Wix branding on your website up to $25 a month. And the pros to Wix are that it's a drag and drop website builder. So like Squarespace, it's pretty easy for people who don't have coding knowledge to use. You just pick the block you want, drag it, drop it, resize it. You know, change your colors and whatever. There's also a big collection of professional templates that you can install so you have some control over the starting design of your website. But the cons are that you can't change templates without completely starting over. So if you have installed one and you decide down the road that you want something different, you have to install a new one and add all of your content yourself. Nothing transfers over. And there are also limited design updates you can do depending on the template. You might not be able to change everything that you want to be able to depending on the template that you're using and the functionality that it has. And the fourth and last platform I'm going to be talking about today is ShowIt. And I know that this one is really popular with photographers and there are some people offering great templates for this out there. So I wanted to make sure that we covered this one. Showit is best for more advanced business owners who have lots of images and want control over every part of the design, or have found a really great template that they want for Showit and can install it. So the cost can be anywhere from 19 to $34 a month for the hosting, but templates can be fairly expensive for this depending on who you're purchasing them from. So just be aware before you decide to go with ShowIt, if you are going to purchase a template, look into the pricing of that before you commit based on just the host price. So pros to this, again, it's a drag and drop platform that requires no coding, but it allows you to customize every part of the design. One of the reviews that I read even said you can customize the kerning, which is like the spacing between your letters in your headlines or whatever else. So it can be unique to your style. It doesn't have to look like a template. And I've also heard that they have some great customer service. Cons, at least for me and the people that I work with, is that there's no blog included. You have to set up your blog on WordPress or a different platform and so that's a whole other thing that you have to manage and then you're back to using WordPress with some of the coding stuff for a blog now some of the people who create templates also create a template that matches to go on WordPress for your blog so you can get it to look very similar which I would recommend if you're going with show it but you do still have those same content management things if you didn't like wordpress before you want to make sure that the way you have it set up this time is going to work for you the other thing is that there is no option for e-commerce so if you have a business right now as a photographer you might not need e-commerce but down the road you might want to sell courses or sell other things And you can't do that on show it. You would either need a separate place to do that, or you'd have to create a new website on a different host. So that's something to keep in mind as you are looking into what you want to do with your business in the future. If you are interested in e-commerce, show it might not be the best option for you, but I know a lot of photographers really love it because it shows off their images really well. And It's a great platform that allows them a lot of control while still being fairly easy to use. And of course, there are other website hosts out there. You will often see that you can host your website through the people you purchased your domain with, like GoDaddy or Bluehost. You can also purchase hosting through them. And a lot of times they have a website builder. So you could go in, you could say, I want to build my website through this and create a website there. But these usually have a lot less control. They're not as easy to use and they don't work as well for small businesses because they're just not built for those types of things. Um, so if you want to look into that, you certainly can, but it's not one that I would recommend. If you're ready to improve your website today, get my free five website updates to get legit guide by going to lemonandtheseed.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonintheseed.com slash five updates. All right. Now that we know a little bit about the different hosting platforms for your website I want to talk about some Squarespace myths that I've heard out there and cover why they aren't necessarily true. I have just picked out a couple that I've heard a lot or that I was asked about specifically, so there are others out there and I'm happy to answer your questions if you have them, but for now we're going to cover Just a few of them, and I'm going to give you a basic overview of why that myth is not true and a little bit about what you can do to make it work for you. So the first one, and this is a big one that started when Squarespace became popular, is that Squarespace wasn't good for SEO. I think that people thought this because you don't have all of the access to the back end that you do with WordPress. But Squarespace is easy to use and it plays well with Google. They have set it up so that you can easily link to your Google Analytics. They give you a sitemap to submit and you have many, many places to add SEO information throughout the settings in your website. So in the actual settings, you'll have a social media description, you'll have an SEO description, a website description, all of which are used for SEO purposes. You also have control over your image names, your URL names, you can add metadata to your website, and they make it easy for your content as you're producing it to be SEO friendly because you've already set up the headings and everything in the design section, and so all you have to do is change it to a heading, and that automatically tells Google that it's more important, and you don't have to go in and do a lot of code for that. I have a whole post about this, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes about how you can up your SEO on Squarespace, so be sure to check that out for all of the things that you can do to build a better SEO practice. The next myth was one that I actually hadn't heard until recently at the VIP Intensive 2.0 with Raina Pomeroy. And someone mentioned to me that photographers don't like Squarespace because they can't upload all of their images at once. And so I wanted to address this because it is a misconception that it's not possible to do that, but there are ways to get it to work. So if you want to create a blog post with a lot of images from your wedding, you can do that one of two ways. You can either use the image block, which requires you to upload images one at a time, allow them to process, save them, and then move on to the next one, and then rearrange them yourself. Or you can create a gallery, and you can do this in the blog post itself or as a separate page, and then you put it on any page of your website. The best part about a gallery is that you can upload what All of your images at once they take a while to process of course because it's uploading all of that information but you don't have to sit there and click them each individually and drag and drop and make sure they load it's going to do it for you so if you're interested in how that works I'm happy to show you um, but you can definitely upload more than one image at once in Squarespace for your blog posts or for your portfolio pages. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It just takes a little bit of practice to figure out where everything is to get it set up. Myth number three, you can't use the payment processor that you want. I will say that Squarespace originally only offered payments through Stripe, but they now support PayPal. So you can use either one to collect payments from customers who are purchasing things through their e-commerce platform. This was part of a recent update, and I, as a member of the Squarespace circle, actually get to see all of these updates ahead of time and do some beta testing. So if you're interested in functionality that Squarespace doesn't offer currently, Check with somebody who is a Squarespace designer and see if they are beta testing those sorts of things. And if they are, if a Squarespace designer creates your site for you, you get access to all of that and they can get some feedback from you on how it works before they launch it to everyone who uses Squarespace. Myth number four, you don't own your content there are two things here that I want to cover. So your domain, which we talked about earlier in the episode is the address for your website. You can purchase a domain through Squarespace or connect it to your Squarespace site through a different platform, but either way you can always transfer it. You own your domain, you pay for it, you own it, you can export it it, or transfer it whenever you want. You can also export your content. So what you would do here is export your content as an XML file that can be uploaded somewhere else or that you can open and read. What you do lose is the CSS that controls how it's styled and you don't own the template. So if you transfer away from Squarespace, you can't upload your site as is to another host because Squarespace owns owns the template design. It would be just like transferring away from WordPress. You used a WordPress template there, maybe you purchased it, but when you go to Squarespace or Wix or something else, you're going to have to create a new template and make it look the way that you want it to. The design itself doesn't transfer, but the content you can export and save from Squarespace. And that gets me to myth number five, which is that you can't back up your website. And you, this goes back to the same thing. There's not a simple backup everything button, but you can export all of your blog content, all of your website content as that XML file. You can also export your design style now. They allow you to export that. And you can export any CSS or extra code you've added to your website by copying it and pasting it somewhere else. So it's not a super simple solution, but it's fairly easy to add to a new Squarespace website or update a site if you want to restore it by uploading it back and then just making sure everything's in the right place and double checking it. Um, If you want to transfer what you've backed up to WordPress, like I said above, you have to update the layout with a new template. Myth number six, limited integrations. So my next website design episode is going to be all about Squarespace integrations. So I'm not going to go into it in great detail here, but there are lots of integrations. Some of them are already set up through Squarespace, like G Suite, Zero, MailChimp, Acuity Scheduling. Those have their own blocks some of the time and are really easy to use. Other things don't have integrations already set up, but you can create your own using a couple of workarounds, like I use ConvertKit, and it's fairly simple. You just have to do a little bit of coding or set things up through a different program so that everything connects, but don't worry that your favorite platforms that you're using for email marketing or project management won't work with Squarespace because you can get them to work the way you want them to. And the last myth that I'm going to cover is that you don't have enough control of the e-commerce side. This, I think, is also a recent update to Squarespace, um, but I was asked about it by some friends who are on different platforms because they sell products and they need certain things in order to have their business function best. So... Now you can set up shipping rules um, with flat rate shipping depending on weight or allow shipping to be calculated by FedEx, UPS, or the USPS, the United States Postal Service. So you can use any of those things for shipping, which makes it really easy. And you do get more of this functionality if you upgrade to the e-commerce site instead of the basic or business plans. So if you Are struggling with not being able to control enough of your e-commerce side of things I would recommend looking into what the upgrade gets you. You can also connect Squarespace to ShipStation which makes shipping products really easy because it will give you all of that information and help you get things out faster. And then another recent update to the e-commerce side of Squarespace is that it now allows you to create tax rules by country, state, province, and specific zip codes. So if you were having problems getting the tax rate correct before, you now have a lot more control over that. I'm sure that there are other Squarespace myths floating around there, and I want to make sure that if you are deciding whether or not to use Squarespace, that you have all the information you need. So if you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. You can just send me an email at samantha at samanthaatlemonandthesea.com or reach out through Facebook or Instagram, and I'm happy to answer any questions you have about Squarespace. But I want you to know that it's not as limited as people think that it is. And they're always coming out with new updates. And so it might be a really great option for a website host for your business. But what I would recommend, no matter what platform you decide to go with, is that you look into what you can and can't do through that platform. And just make sure that it lines up with your business goals down the road. What you want to avoid when you're building your website is only having the functionality you need right now. And then if you decide to expand your business or pivot a little bit, you have to start over with something else. We don't want you to have to start over every time you have a new idea. So I recommend choosing a platform that's going to allow you to do a whole lot within one place and make it easy for you to have control of your website and your content. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you learned something from this episode and that you're a little bit more knowledgeable about website platforms and about Squarespace. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.